Welcome back, everybody, to another amazing episode of the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. Kiss. I'm loving this, dude. You know I'm loving this. I, I reluctantly said, yeah, let's do it. But you know what? After uh, kind of listening to it, I'm all for it now, dude. All right. I'm all for it. Uh, <clears throat> but we are going to not do the 70s makeup kiss. We're doing makeup off. 80s, which is my favorite era of Kiss, which is where I think they're absolutely at their best. But we'll get into more of that in a minute. Okay. Now let's talk about some business. Let's see if I can get through this for the second consecutive episode without messing up. At BigTalkCG.podcast on Instagram and TikTok. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Get it. We are on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Just search the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. Twitter at Big Talk CG. I think that's it. That's it, huh. dude. But there's one other thing. If you go to our Instagram bio, you click on it. We have a link there for our link tree. Everywhere you can listen, Apple, Spotify, Google, Samsung, all those other ones might be a little bit smaller, you know. We're, we're, we're everywhere. I we're, love we're it, We're everywhere. We are um, worldwide nation. Worldwide. We are worldwide, dude. We are worldwide. I love it. All right, man. Any, anything you want to uh, talk about besides Kiss, or you just want to get right into it? I'm ready to roll, man. I want to talk about Kiss, bro. I finally got you to agree to talk about Kiss. And, you know, Kiss Without Makeup is actually a good, fun, uh, um, and a, I want to say a little different Kiss. So I'm ready to roll, man. I'm ready to talk about Kiss. Kiss is number one I'm bringing that, in the 70s. Uh, but, all right, man, I'm good. I'm bringing that first track back up right here, Exciter. Track one from the... Lick It Up album. We're going to be doing Lick It Up, and we're going to be doing Revenge. Uh, very, two di- very di- different albums, uh, but probably two of their best from the Makeup Off era. Do you know they have a common a common goal in, or a common sense in this? What do you mean a common sense? Well, it well as we're going to talk about, Vinnie Vincent. Oh yeah, yeah, was yeah. involved in mm-hmm. Lick It Up. And revenge, yeah. which it, I think not until I really did a lot of my uh, research, my homework, that I just found out that he was, he did some songs on revenge. So that tripped me out, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's actually pretty good." Yeah. So, and me and Chris just randomly pick these two albums. Uh, I think "Lick It Up" was one because it was the first without makeup, and "Revenge" was. I wanted uh, Chris to hear how heavy Kiss could be. At a certain point of their career, so oh, that's yeah. why I picked both those albums. Revenge is probably, in my opinion, their best album from the No Makeup era. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah. in my opinion, in my humble, always correct opinion. All right, let's get it off, dude. This is uh, the leadoff track from Lick It Up, Exciter, Paul Stanley, Vinnie Vincent writing on this man. Right, it's it, it starts off just great, man. I mean, great way to start an album. Exciter got me pumped, get you excited. It's a great fun song. Uh, I love it, bro. There's nothing more than I could do. It just pumps me up. I, I think it's okay. I think it kind of at point sounds generic, but I, I could. It's okay. It's not one of their best. You know, I'm gonna. You know, <laughs> I think out of every band we're gonna do on this show, Kiss is the one I'm gonna be the, always the most critical about. Yes. Um. Because they're held to such a high standard. So a song where you say it's excellent, I'll be like, it's okay. 
But but remember, I'm a long-time but, Kiss and, and diehard. Now let's go to the next song. I know you are. Let's go to the next song. Not for the Innocent track, too. I think this is a great track. Yeah, right? I think this is great. I, I really enjoyed listening to this one. Um, and you guys got to think about this. I was not a huge listener of Kiss because I've already voiced my opinion on on them. I wasn't really a big fan of theirs. Right. Um, for a long time, Crazy Nights was my favorite album by them. But I think I kind of, as you're going to hear, I think the Revenge album has overtaken that album as, as probably my favorite after listening to it 20 times in the last week or so. Um, but not for the innocent right here, dude. This is a killer track, dude. Yeah. Uh, Gene Simmons and Vinnie Vincent uh, writing credits. Uh, same thing. Uh, it's great. I love it. Yeah, it kind of sums up like what their aura is, the Kiss aura, not for the innocent, or here for the tame of heart. They always try to project that, like, you know, bigger than life, we're coming for your daughter. You know, they say that yes. a lot in their lyrics kind of thing. We're not, we're here, we're not for the innocent, we're for the guilty pleasure, and we're here for the dirty minds. We're not here for the people that want to be pure and whole, which is great for a rock song for when you're trying to hit that target audience of those 13 to 25 year old guys yep love it great you, you know from uh kiss in 83 um you know kiss has that every album always has like the those songs that like you like you said chris some of them are about girls some of them are about destruction some of them are about mystical magical creatures very few of those but there's always some kind of element that Kiss kind of writes on. Paul writes about more about girls and love and something like that. And Gene's more the demonic, where you know, uh, destruction, destroy, uh, and you know, glorified sex. Yeah, That's dude. kind of like how they write. Does it work? Yes. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, it's like it's like Gene's from the gutter, and Paul comes up right after him and cleans up <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but I think this is great. And I'm gonna be honest with you on this album, dude. And as a whole on these two albums, I'm loving, I'm not saying I don't like Paul, I'm loving Gene Simmons' vocals on all these tracks. Oh, dude. okay, good. Outstanding. Outstanding. It goes great, especially with Revenge. You know, they yeah. down-tuned a little yeah. bit on some of the songs. We'll get to that later. I know I keep bringing it up. But on this album, dude, Gene sounds great, dude. He's oh, doing nice. awesome. Let's nice. go. You ready to go to the next song? Hell yeah, I'm ready to go next song, man. Title track, Lick It Up. Yeah. Dirty. You, it sounds dirty just to say it every time I say it. I just feel like you, I gotta go take a shower. I don't know if you remember, but um, Lick It Up was like a M they were on MTV prior to the release of this album. Mm -hmm. they, they did like a, um, a little MTV stunt where they kind of released the video and they talked to the, the, one of the VJs about um, th them doing their first interview without makeup. Yeah. You know, and then oh, so you got to see what Kiss looked like without makeup. Now, was it all the Kiss that we knew—the Peter, Chris, the the Ace Freely? No, but it had a couple of new guys, some guys we knew in the band, a new member, and mm -hmm. you know Eric Carr, which was you know a great drummer at that time. Uh, I think he's one of your favorites, so we you know we'll go. Who's that? Eric Carr? Yeah. Oh, dude, he's great. Yeah, I think you you like him more than you did Peter Chris. Peter Chris, I think you're like, eh, I, not really crazy I, about. I have promised to entities outside of my control that I will not say anything bad about Peter Chris on this episode. But Eric Carr is, Singer's a great drummer too. Can't take anything from him, but I love Eric Carr. He really changed the band. He was the re, he really was the driving force, in my opinion, of how they changed their direction. 
uh, coming out of the 70s, going into the 80s, Creatures of the Night album, uh, Unmasked, uh, uh, Lick It Up, dude. Yeah. With, with him coming and playing drums, it was just great. Um, yeah. Love it, dude. And then he did another one. So uh, when, M- when they did this in 83, the release of the album, um, they were departing from their usual Casablanca when they had their records. Now they're on Mercury. And that mm-hmm. was the sound. That was like the new. We're leaving Casablanca behind, which was old Kiss with makeup and all the shenanigans we did with them to our new release, to our new era of on Mercury. And now we're going to do it without makeup and move forward from there without makeup. You know, and you make a good point there by saying that because Casablanca is a, is not a huge label. No. Name another artist on there. Donna Summer. Okay. Summer Donna. Donna Summer. <laughs> okay. You were ready for that. But Mercury is big time. Yes. And I always kind of feel like even as big as Kiss got, they just weren't, I don't know how to say it or way to think it. It's like until you're with that huge label, you're not really in the big leagues. I almost kind of feel like this is like their big 80s push. Yeah. And I don't know the numbers, but I knew, still know they had a lot of platinum albums in the 80s. Uh, but man, that's really a change for them. I'm sure they got Casablanca's top of the line stuff, and now they're getting Mercury's top of the line stuff. And it just was probably had to be so much different. Exactly. Uh, but this the Lick It Up was also a, a great hit. It's um, still in their ca- in their catalog yes, today it is. for concerts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Stanley, Vinnie Vincent wrote on uh, wrote the song, and I think it's just a good, fun song. Uh, video is also cool, and you know what can you say? The video is straight '80s cheese, if yeah, that's what you mean by yeah, cool. It, that's an, and you bring up the live. It's uh, you. We're probably going to be regurgitating everything we each of us know. It's been performed live over 1,500 times, which makes it one of their top 10 all-time live performed songs. So it's a great song. Let's go to the next one. Sounds good. I love the way this starts off good. I mean, you know, you get that hit, and then you got uh, a Gene Simmons and Vinnie Vincent song on uh, young and wasted and that's yeah. where they're that's what they're looking for they're looking for that audience they're connecting with guys who and, and of course i was a teenager at the time um so they're connecting with me and saying that you're young and you're wasted or you're young and you're or you're, you're feeling you're feeling young and thrown away maybe there like you go. You're, you're being left behind like you're wasted or, or something like that correct correct but yeah i really do love this song i love the like that, it, it, at first I thought it was the bass, but it's really, you can hear the bass in the back, but that guitar line, right there, just runs through the whole fucking song, and it's like, it is, uh, it's just great, dude, I love it, this, honestly, coming out of it, this might be my favorite song on this album, and it's nowhere near a release or a hit, I think this is a great song, and it, it's probably my favorite on this album. I so you would it. say this would be a, your favorite deep cut song? Yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's my favorite deep cut song, but it's my favorite song, not necessarily a deep cut. It is, but yeah, it's my favorite song on the album. Love nice, it, dude. dude. It's great. That's good cool to hear. All right, man. You want to take me to the next one? I will take you wherever you want to go. All right. All right. This is uh, Paul Stanley and Vinnie Vincent, a uh, co-written uh, song called Gimme More. Gimme More. Yeah, it's a good song. I like this one, too. I seem to like the ones that Vinnie Vincent had a hand in writing, dude. I think he was a very good songwriter. On uh, on this album, he had a lot of input on this album. Yeah. So, to me, he was the star, in a sense, of making this album. 
uh, not like their past albums. Like before this album was Creatures of the Night, which I thought was a great album. I love that album, dude. I have to say, I love that album too. That was the last of the makeup. Um, but what I when I didn't hear was Vinnie Vincent had uncredited lead guitar. Yeah, he played he played a bunch. on Creatures of the Night. He played a bunch of lead guitar on that album, uh, uh, all over the place. Dude. Yeah, on. I, I mean, I can sit here and tell you right now: one, two, three, four, five songs, six songs. He played lead guitar. Correct, six songs. And Jesus Christ, and Ace man. Freely gets credited for all of it. Exactly, Ozzy style. Wow, I I didn't even Ozzie think of that. That Osborne is Ozzy style. style, right? We're gonna call that. That's official name of Big Talk Podcast. Aussie style. Yeah. When so you, you take when credit, you, but you didn't do it. Yeah, it's Aussie style, dude. That's how we do That's enough of that. Yeah. Sorry, we had to throw all that out there. Yeah, dude. This is great stuff right here. Um, short little song. It's the shortest song on the album. Little three minute, 40 second track. Give me more. Good way to uh, end the first side. I love it. It's great. Not as good as Young and Wasted, but I love it. <laughs> hey, Paul Stanley played bass on this song. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. That's a little fun factoid for you. That's killer, dude. Out there. Let's go to the next song. We're going to flip the record, as we like to say, and we're going to go ahead and go All to right. the next track. Ooh, yeah. Now, do you know that probably, all, but yes, all go. four members were credited on this song? Yes, and I, Greg, I also know that it is one of only three songs in which the current Kiss members were all co-writers. That's kill. You know what? Just just saying about that. That's just saying Gene and Paul mm-hmm. do everything. Mm-hmm. Kind of. They, they did do a lot. They had a, also had a lot of people come in and help them. Right along the way, they they try to act like it was all Paul and all Gene, but they had a lot of people contributing all over the place. So. It's that I think also had to do something with it where they had a lot of help writing the songs from other people that were outside the band, which did, left them with the need not to have people within the band help them. But here we're like, everybody, let's get together. And this is the, the this was like the biggest single. This, I mean, Lick It Up was a yeah. big single, but I think this was the one that was on MTV nonstop. Yeah, that, that is that was definitely uh, a true fact in saying that in the Kiss career. They've only released three songs that all four members in the current lineup uh, um, had credits in there, and I and I dig it. I think the one of the other one uh, from the first album called Love Theme, uh, from the original Kiss album, mm-hmm. and uh, from an album called Monsters, Back to the Stone Age, yep. was another one where all four members. That was like the three Chris said. Now this song, All Hell's Breaking Loose, um, Gene was talking about how Paul Stanley did his little rap on the front. That was new to them because rap was coming out, you know, I don't want to say taking over the airwaves, but I think Gene had an ear to the ground and he started to hear it. So he told Paul to go ahead and give it a shot and see what what, could, what he comes up with. And I, I think it's fun. You know, like you said, the video is all cheese, but that's fun. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and to me, that little rap worked because Paul Stanley does kind of stuff like that when, when he's playing live. You can hear him do... Like you know, little raps and shit like that in between yeah, songs. Yeah, and I and think stuff. the fact you know, and this is just a this is just a little white boy, just a little white boy from Washington's opinion here, but I think that really, rap music was really birthed on the East Coast, 
and these guys were from the East Coast, and I think that they, it was on the streets. People, the rap was getting big in New York before it was all throughout the nation, and Gene heard, hey, what's going on? Maybe we'll try it. Let's see if it works. Yeah, see if we can and, add it to our... And I think it was it was getting bigger in New York before it came throughout the rest of the nation. Of course, L.A. is also the second birthplace of, of hip-hop. That's just my opinion as a white boy from Washington. But, yeah, man, I think that Gene will try anything to see if it sticks to the wall. And in this case, it's stuck, and it's still there. Yeah. Hey, I don't know if you know, but All Hell's Breaking Loose was nominated for Best Choreography in 1984 for MTV Music Awards. I didn't know that until about two days ago, but... <laughs> We we are, we let you do our homework together. We huh? do our homework together. We lay in bed. We let it's pillow talk. <laughs> hey Greg. <laughs> hey Greg. Guess what? Ooh, I like that man. That's funny. <laughs> Let's go to the next track. But you know what? All Hell Break Loose is one of my favorite songs from this album, and that's what I always kind of go to. I, I like the video. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of cheesy, but I still dig it. Man. Cheesy. Yeah, dude, yeah. I love it. And you know what? Let, let's just pause for a second. I really like the album cover. Um, how? And I, it was probably done on purpose. Everything by Kiss is done on purpose. You got Carr, you got Gene, you got uh, Paul, all wearing all black, and then Vinny, the new guy with a with a purple shirt. I've never read anything about that, but just I was looking at it ten. I go, I bet that shit was done on purpose. Let's have the newest member, even though he actually was never officially a contract oh, signed. Per, never, he would never sign it because he wasn't getting what he thought he should get. Yeah, he is the newest guy here. And finally getting credit, and he's on the cover wearing the purple shirt to kind of stand out. Right. Or maybe he just wanted to do it and be like, no, I want to stand out a little bit. But I'm sure whosever decision it was, it was purposefully done to, to, for him. All right, we're on to track seven, A Million to One. This is classic. This is a classic Kiss-sounding song here. Um, this kind of sounds like something that might have been from like their late 70s. Yeah. It really does sound like something that could have been on Dynasty. Yeah. Right. Dynasty. It, 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 I'm not going to get you wrong on that one. It, it was. I think this is Paul Stanley and Vinnie Vincent uh, uh, co-writing on this one. Same thing, man. Vinnie's had his hand in all these songs, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. out of the... He's had his hand in some things. <laughs> out of the 10 songs, I think he's done. He's going to have his hand in eight of these songs, which is pretty fucking killer for me, if you ask, for a non-contracted, you know, um, member. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he, he, he fucked up a lot, I think, in that sense. I think he, you know what I think, Chris? He said he wanted a percentage of the kiss. He wanted a percentage of the gross, uh, the gross revenue from Kiss, and from they wouldn't. Kiss. They wouldn't. And they said they wouldn't give no, it to him. Here's your paycheck, and he's like, No, I don't want my paycheck. I wanna, I want a percentage. Yep. And Absolutely. They said no. And it's always there's always been things like that, like the the straw that broke the camel's back with Ace Freely leaving is when Eric Carr joined the band. And Freely was always upset because they would never make Eric Carr an official member. So Ace Freely always continually got outvoted on everything, two to one. Gene and Paul against him because there was no fourth member to kind of push the discussion a little longer and make it better. They wouldn't include Carr. And Carr had one of the longest tenures in the band. I think it was like 12 years. I think it was 12 Mm -hmm. years. And should have always been a member, dude. Like I said, he really changed the band. It's hard to think a drummer can do it, but man, he did it. He's a great drummer, guys. Yeah. All right. Listen to this guitar solo, dude. We just caught the end of it there, and here comes Paul. You ready to go to the next song? Yeah, dude. But Vinny, dude. I, I, I. It's hard to say a lot of shit bad about him, but he fucked up a lot. I mean, I think he deserved. Oh, I want to be an official member. Mm-hmm. I want to be this. Man, you know what? You fucked up. Dude. He did because, and and everybody kind of thinks of Vinny Vincent as like this. He's known as like the guy that fucked up his tenure in Kiss, got kicked out. 
fucked up because there everybody says he sped up his guitar playing like mm-hmm. they digitally sped it up on his solo albums of any Vincent Invasion. But on this album, this moment in time, his guitar playing is second to none. It is excellent. He doesn't overplay on the album. On the album. Now on the tour, that's a different thing. Yeah, right. That's, a, that's a kind of was his demise. But on this album in the studio, perfect. You want to bring me to the next song? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. We're gonna, now we're going to listen to the first song. This is the OJ. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they wrote this for OJ. Fits like a glove. Damn Gene Simmons. Yeah, this is Gene Simmons by himself. Um, without Vinnie Vincent, without Paul, without anybody. And, you know, uh, I don't know. This is a fun rocking song, dude. Uh, yeah. Um, sex. Yeah. The song's all about sex, um, which is Gene's forte. It's right up his alley. That's what he writes a lot of his songs about, like you, you explained yeah. earlier. We don't need to talk about it again. Not necessarily one of my favorites, but it's a little faster. It's a little change in tempo. It's definitely showing a difference from where we were in the 70s to here we are in the 80s, which I really like. If you look at the song that we just listened to, A Million to One, really kind of sounded dated, sounded 70s Correct. kiss. This is definitely sounds 80s kiss. So right back to back, you can hear a difference. And I actually kind of think that Paul Stanley was a little bit behind Gene Simmons in the songwriting department. Paul's voice is amazing. But I think Gene's fits is better. I think Gene's songwriting was a little bit better for this time period of Kiss. And I I just... And these are just... I didn't listen to these albums as much as I have in the last week and a half. Yes. And so I'm really coming to a lot of like, oh, wow. That's really good. That's really good. A lot better than I remember. Because, you know, you listen to these albums a couple times. You know, and you, or you haven't listened to them in 20 years, 15 years, at least not as much as we have in the last week and a half. So I'm realizing a lot of these things about this band, at least from this time period. Definitely. It, that was, you know what? You said that that was well said by you, and I'm not going to say anything else. Would you call that? El- like would it. you call that eloquent? Yes, I would. <laughs> now you go ahead and take me to the next song, man, because this is this was that was right, cool. Here we go. Here uh, we go. This is another one, another Gene, uh, a song, uh, dance all over your face. Yep. Like same thing. It's not about that word dancing, but it's about violence and saying, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch you, or I'm gonna walk all over you. I'm gonna do, you know, whatever. Yeah. Taking advantage, knocking, you know, punching someone out, whatever kind of fight this is, and then I'm gonna celebrate by dancing all over your face, figuratively. I yeah, hope. Yeah, exactly. But man, yeah. Like this song, dude. His voice is just grimy and dirty and evil and devilish. There you go. And there you go. That just goes right with the song. He really wrote to his own style very well. He really I, did. But he, I think he always does. Yeah. And and you know he's a type of or Kiss is a type of band that he doesn't have to do the whole album, 10, 12, you know, fifteen songs. He can just do. Hey, I'm gonna. I wrote five songs, six songs, and then Paul comes in and goes, Oh, I wrote another five myself. And then, okay, what can we collaborate? Oh, you know, why don't you sing this part? Because you can go a little higher. I'll sing, I'll sing a little low. Mm-hmm. You sing this, I sing that. What if I sing first and then you, you come in with a chorus? And that's what I love about Gene and Paul. They can do a lot of stuff. Yeah, and this chorus is, this is a great chorus here. Yeah. Uh, great for the audience. So the, this was probably a big one when they toured. I'm sure the audience had a lot of sing back with the with the band on this one. I love it, dude. This is yeah. great. It's good stuff right here. All right, man. Ready to go? Yeah. Here we are. Love it, dude. Track 10, the final track on this album. And on the eighth day. Definitely Gene Simmons and Vinnie Vincent co-writing mm-hmm. on this one. 
Uh, you know what? I I'm going to give you a little insight on this, Chris, um, because we, I think Vinnie Vincent was a, definitely a star on this album, but this guy really did fuck up his Kiss career because, you're right, he wasn't a contracted singer. He They wanted him as a paycheck. He wanted gross amounts. So during the live shows, this dummy, you know, when he was doing solos, he would make them, you know, five, six, seven, eight minutes long. And, you know, he, he's supposed to, hey, do a five-minute song or do some, do some mm -hmm. solos and then slow it down. And then I'll talk and I'll go into the next song. And then this guy would fuck up. Yeah. He would go, what? I'm going to do eight-minute solos. I'm going to do a look. I'm going to you know, do a little something different. And he fucked up and he pissed off the guys. He was pissing off Gene. He was pissing off Paul. He was pissing off Eric because, you know, they're, you know, drumming. They're having a good time. They, you know, usually go with the feel of what the uh, musician is going through. And he pissed them off. I think one of the final times, which was here in Long Beach, um, that in 84, that Paul had the last straw. He was just, hey, you fucked up. Hey, I'm tired. There was another time, I think, uh, I forgot what city it was, and I that think, was... I, I think it was Quebec. That that, that was, was the last That the was last definitely one. the last straw, where after that show, Paul had a fist fight with Vinny, or altercation, let's say, mm -hmm. and Gene and Eric had to split him up and say, hey, man, you're, and then after this, you're not... We're for, you're done. We don't need you anymore. You know, you're... That's it. At least not for now. At least not. <laughs> right? <laughs> At least not for now. But I think that's where Vinny fucked himself up. Yep. A yep. lot. And that's kind of funny because if you guys remember back to our Slaughter episode, there's that episode uh, where... Uh, Burning Bridges. Burning Bridges, where they do that song that's about them in Vinnie Vincent Invasion, because Slaughter's basically Vinnie Vincent Invasion without Vinnie Vincent. Yeah. Uh, and they talk about him kind of doing the same things. Yeah. Uh, in, oh, you want to do another band. solo? Yeah. Oh, you want to do another solo? There Try you go. Trying to do the record company. Yeah, you know, shit like that. So it's it's... Man, it's it's crazy how you know history can repeat itself, and the need for someone to play guitar and write can also repeat itself as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know what what I do like about Lick It Up? Lick It Up went gold, and um, Kerrang Magazine listed Lick It Up at number three in their in their year mm -hmm. of like 1983 yep. best albums, and Lick It Up was number three. Yes, it was. So I thought so. I thought Vinnie Vincent was the star of this, and you know you kind of go from there, but. And hey. Just to put a, to a tie a bow on this quick before we end, this was released on September 22nd, 1983 on Mercury Records. Like you had said, Lick It Up and All Hell's Breaking Loose were the two singles. Went platinum. It charted Australia. It's all over the place. We don't need to factoid it. Nothing huge here. Um, a couple places, Sweden, top three. But um, All Hell's Breaking Loose peaked at uh, 71 on the German singles chart. Lick It Up peaked at 66 on the u.s billboard and that's about all we got for this album dude i mean a great uh, a great way to open up the 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 the, the no makeup era of kiss the 80s era of kiss onto something new and we're gonna go on to something new right here and we're gonna go on to track one from the revenge album all right this is i think we are hold up dude <laughs> Hold up, guys. You know there what? There we go. It I, just it, took a second. You know what, Chris? I'll tell you this much. I think you had you put time into this Kiss album, which I do appreciate. And I think you you came out with something pretty good because, you know, most of the time when I talk about Kiss in the 70s, you're kind of like, ah, oh, it sucks. It's terrible. The drumming sucks. There we go. Now we're right. And, now we got the right song. And then you kind of go on. So I think you put time into 
lick it up, which I do appreciate. Mm-hmm. And you said a lot more than it's all right. I dig it. It's not. It's not bad. But you put some time into it, so I appreciate you digging into Kiss. But but you always mention Kiss without makeup was your favorite Kiss era. Yes. So let's end and lick it up on that note and talk about Revenge, which I think is a hell of an album. This album is, you know, this album is super killer, dude. You know, this album is super killer. Um, something I think we're both gonna say, and everybody's gonna kind of know this album being released in '92. Let me get the exact date: May 19th. Grunge was starting to come in, and I think the person that probably saw that coming was Gene. You know, probably Paul fought a little bit, but Gene said, "You know, we need to change a little bit here on this album. Maybe go a little deeper, a little darker, down tune a little bit on some songs. Yeah. Kind of change our tone. Kind of do some different things on these songs." Spot on again, Gene. Love it. Be, you're right because the the album prior to this, I think, was Hot in the Shade, and they still in the with the yep. glam, with the bright shirts, with the bright jackets, with the more uplifting, like, hey guys, hide your heart. Hey guys, do this. Hey, yeah, let's do let's do a ballad. Let's do this. And this album, they they like you said, they needed to do something a little different, and I think they did. And I love it. Everything's a little darker, and they even got a new. Uh, um, they got a new drummer out of it, Eric Singer, mm-hmm. who was replacing Eric Carr because he passed away from heart cancer, and he was just to cover. He was there just to cover Eric till he recovers, but uh, we all know Eric didn't recover. Yeah. And then they got a new drummer, Eric Singer. Yeah. Uh, same thing. You know what? And we're gonna start off. Excuse me. We'll start off. This was written by Gene Simmons and Vinnie Vincent. There you go, dude. Again. How in the hell did this guy? You know, come back into the fold. They needed. Uh, they needed. They, they they asked him. Said, "Hey, we need some help." I don't know if they said we need help or knowing Genie probably said, "Hey, you want to come help us write some songs?" When in actuality, they probably did need someone to help them write some songs on on this. But this just goes to show, dude. Um, I don't think it was uh, time heals all wounds. I think it was we need some help to write some songs so we can make some money. That's that's what yeah. Kiss does. Let's not. Well, and, but I think that they also realize the talent that Vinnie Vincent has, regardless of whether or not they personally liked him or not. Correct. He's a very talented and I, individual. And I think uh, Bruce Killick was, was the guitarist at the time, yeah. and he was killer at the time. He put a good uh, um, shot of adrenaline into Kiss in, in the past albums, but with this one, he shined himself and did a lot of good stuff. Bruce Killick is one of the more underrated. Guitarist. Guitar players yeah, from this era, definitely, absolutely. He is amazing, dude. He's great, dude. He's unsung hero on you this know, on this album for sure. I think this is a killer way to open up. Unholy uh-huh. uh, Kiss doing Re- this name of the album was Revenge, and they've talked about this this song being about humanity, where it's it, it you talk about Unholy, so you think it's the devil, but something it's it's about religion, it's about people, how. You know, you just had to look up a little differently, and here I am. You know, yeah, I think it's just about humanity in general, and just not everybody always does the right thing. Yeah. People sometimes do bad things, and that was track one right there, Unholy. We're just going to go right into track two right here, take it off. But I just want to say something quick about um, the album cover. You're used to seeing Kiss all over the album cover, seeing all four members, yeah. whoever they are, makeup, no makeup, all over, drawings, cartoons, whatever. This is just like a like a stainless steel wall riveted together with pieces. It's got bullet holes on it. It says kiss across the front. Then in like spray paint it says revenge. It just 
is different than any different than any of their other covers. Has nobody on it. It just looks different. Correct. And obviously done by design. And it really kind of it really almost visually describes what you're gonna get here in this album. You're gonna get something different than what you've heard before. It's gonna be, you know, dirty and 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 hard and deep and dark is kind of what I get from that cover. And nice. That's, that's kind of what I what you hear. So from this this song is called Take It Off, which is Paul Stanley and <laughs> a, at a strip club. I mean, what else can you take? But some of the songwriters on this, I don't know if you knew Chris, is Paul Stanley, Bob uh, Ezrin, Ezrin, which is the producer, and Kane Roberts from the Alice Cooper band. Yeah. You know, doing his longtime guitar player. A long time yep. guitar player. So that was fucking killer. Um, I think it's fun. It's great. I think it's a good song. It's not. They were probably all hanging out in the uh, strip club there together. Exactly. And, you know, Paul got a sign. You know, Paul's always good at being a little more sexual than Gene. I think, like you said, Gene is more dirty sex. And I think Paul's more fun. Dirty sex. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, I, I just thought this just popped into my head. This is a, kind of a great way to describe it. Anybody that's seen Decline of Western Civ Part 2. Oh, yeah. When they, they interview Paul. And they interview Gene. Gene. Paul's interview, he's in his own bed with these ladies undercover, snuggling with him, snuggling with each other. This nice little scene. Yeah. Gene's is in a lingerie shop. Women coming in and out of the doors, walking around lingerie. So Paul's is all nice and sweet as far as like sexual kind of yes, things go. Yes. And Gene's is like, this dude is hanging out here. This is a dirty man. It's like a dirty kind of side of sex. And that really shows how they can be exactly the same, but just so fucking different, dude. That, that's that's exactly that's just how they are. Good description of Gene and Paul. All right, if you guys haven't seen Decline of Western Civilization 2, check it out. It's a great documentary. Uh, it's kind of funny. It's a little sad. But it's also good, so check it out yeah, if you haven't seen that, man. It's great. Uh, you can bring me the next song, but, man, that was that was really good. I Let's love go. that, Chris. Um, you know, this is uh, Tough Love. Um, so Paul Stanley again, Bruce Killick, and Bob er- Ezrin. Is that right, Aaron? Ezrin. Ezrin. Um, co-wrote all this, co-wrote this song also. But, you know, this song is not my favorite from this album. This yeah. song, I really had to... Listened to it a few times and I still wasn't in love with it. And I, you know, it took me, I kind of skipped it towards the end of listening to it after I hear it four or five times. I was kind of like, okay, I got, I got the gist of it, but this song was not my favorite from this album. You know, I didn't say that about Lick It Up. Like, there's maybe one or two songs I probably could have said that, but for this one was not my favorite. Yeah, it's almost like, uh, honestly, it's almost like, Paul was trying to write a Paul Stanley song, but had Gene in his ear saying, no, we need to change. So he was trying to be like a little bit more on the Gene. How, hey, we got to, ch- times are changing. Grunge is coming. We got to kind of change the way we're doing things. And Paul tried to, but he still wrote the same way he wrote, but still yes. had a little like, it's a little different guitar riff in there. You don't hear a lot of that. You don't hear a lot of that in Paul's songs. His is mostly, you know, a lot of melodies that don't have a chug a chug part into it. Um, so it's almost like that. And it just, yeah, I have to agree with you. I might say this again with another song, probably the, the worst song on the, on the album. Probably right here. This one. Okay. Yeah. I'll agree yeah. with you on that. You ready one. to go? Yes, definitely. So this is another one that I love. I love spit. Um, uh, it's Gene being 
dirty bastard, man. Um, kind of, what can I say is they love large women. You know, uh, the big, beautiful women they wrote this about, man. I, um, I, um, go back and forth on this song. I don't like his vocals on this right part. Oh, okay. I don't like the vocals and I don't like this, the freaking chorus that is all undeniably whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> it's just time I hear it. I go, what the fuck did they stole that shit? And Gene will steal shit and tell you to your face. I stole yes. it, which he did yes. to Black and Blue. Uh, I forget what song it was. Uh, it's I forget what song it is, dude. And he says, "Yeah, we stole that from you guys." Yeah, yeah. Okay, that and was. The, like, but I, I like right the banter here. of. Do you hear that, dude? I, a whole lot of woman. It's dude. It's in the same <laughs> dude. It's, okay, dude. It's so led okay. that I'm just so I go back and forth on it, and I'm like. I like the song. I like the, the I like the writing of the song. I like the you know what it's about. You know, it's so Kiss. It's so Gene. Yeah. But and I like the guitar playing. I like the music. But it's just some of his vocals some and of, that chorus. That chorus. Need a whole lot of woman. I need a whole lot of love. It's yeah, the same all thing. Right. Okay. And it's just like oh, these sons of bitches. And so it turns me off a little bit of a good song. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I could say I was like, no, I love it, but it turns that for those reasons, it turns me off a little bit. So talking about large women that have no problem with it, you're good with it. You, you, you're, yeah, I got no problem with that. Subject matter is not there. Subject matter is not there. It's just that course that yeah. Hey, hold on, woman. That one. <laughs> well, good. I, you know what? That's good. I'm glad you brought that in, Chris, because I don't see it that way. But I'm glad you brought that up, okay. and maybe that's something in my mind that I was like overlooking. But someone from a different, oh yeah, I totally forgot. Set of and eyes. this part too, where Bruce starts yeah. playing the national anthem, right? And then he plays his own little thing, and then he goes back into the national anthem again a little bit. It's like, what is going on here, dude? What is that, going on? That does, like I said, I think it's something because I love Kiss so much. I have goo goo eyes. You're and see, then, and that's what happens with then, Kiss people. Everything is great. And, and then <laughs> you say something, and I'm like, okay, I should have seen the big, the bigger picture uh, on that. But I'm so goo goo eyes over, over this and. The laughing and the giggling and you know talking about stuff. But Bruce does kill this solo. Yeah, dude. he does. Man. Unsung, unsung cool. hero. Let's go to the next song. All yeah, right. that was a fun one. Let's go. So all we all know it's a cover song, um, and this was on the Bill and Ted Bogus Journey soundtrack. Uh, that was the first time I heard it, um, and they said that you know Gene and Paul. Well, rewrote some of some mm -hmm. something on it to make it a little bit of their own, but it is actually a cover song. Yeah, it is a cover, but yeah, they did rewrite some stuff. They kind of changed a little bit of yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So they still had to. It's kind of like when you sample a song, you got to give credit, but it's yes. more than just sampling. It's basically just kind of changing, tweaking some things, taking you know, maybe adding an arm or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, and this is like you said. And this was the first release from this album, but it wasn't, f I don't believe it was from this album when it was released. It was released from the soundtrack as Correct. a single. Correct. Correct. Right. Remember Correct. correctly. And it, was, and it was never meant to be on the album. They kind of added it like last minute kind of thing. That's why the album's a little bit longer than, than normally for them. Yeah. Man, I love this song. It's a love song to rock and roll. Right. To me. And who doesn't love rock and roll, Exactly. Baby? And, and how you look at it, it's like, you know what? Hey, you want to fight? This is what you're fighting for is, you know, rock and roll. And it was kind of like what you're fighting for. Well, you're fighting for it because God gave rock and roll to you. 
and this is it. Yeah. This is what you're fighting for. The rock, the metal, the uh, uh, the soft rock, the well, however you look at what kind of rock you like, this is what's what oh, yeah. you're fighting for in life. Well put, well put. Just to give a recap on a couple of things that we didn't mention, this was the number one track, uh, excuse me, the uh, first single they released. Unholy, which was track one, was their second single. Um, and then we'll just go, we haven't heard the other ones yet, but I just want to kind of catch up everybody for a cool. second. Yeah, this is a great song, dude. I love it. Love it. Uh, we didn't. I didn't have it on my ballads uh, episode. Um, it was when I was cutting down from 50. <laughs> it was in there. You still probably have it on your 80. What's your ballad playlist up to now, Greg? Oh, shit. I haven't looked at it. What did I say last time? I think you said 100. Okay, it's probably over. I'm like 120 now. <laughs> <laughs> this song's on but it, this right? Is, this no, is a, no, this, thing this is, is, a, not, this well, is not a ballad. 121. <laughs> this is not a. This is not a ballad to me. Really? This is no, a ballad. They they have a song which is a ballad to me. Yeah, they do. They and, do have the and, one which I do and love, and I will probably add it to it. But no, this isn't. I think it's as a love that. song, a ballad to rock and roll, dude. It's oh, okay. I don't I look love at it, that dude. Way. Yeah, this um, is great. This is great, d- dude. D- I don't know if you knew, but. Steve Vai in the soundtrack for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey or in the movie itself Steve Vai did a little uh, twanging of his guitar before God Gave Rock and Roll came on to you uh, in the movie hmm. and I was like alright I love it you mean my friend Steve Vai my buddy yes. Steve Vai that I met yes. at a uh, cancer charity event great guy amazing guitar player can't say enough about him, man. He's a, a genuine human being as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. All right, you ready to go? Yes. Let's go. Oh, yeah. There we go, guys. Another one, I think Gene really hit the ballpark with this one. It's called Domino. Not only did he hit the ballpark, but he hit it out of it. <laughs> yes, hit it out. Uh, they did a video. Uh, I think this is a good, fun song. It is. And and I love it. I, you know, what more can I say about this? It, it, saying good things about this song is just, it's almost unnecessary. This is one of the better songs on the track. It takes every element of what was great out of any part of this album, and it's in this song. Anything that was great about any way they wanted to change, it's on this song. It's like Kiss in 92 trying to take elements of their 80s, Maybe a tad of their 70s, maybe. But just trying to change a little bit, this is the song. This is a great, great song. Love it, dude. It's a, It tells a story through the whole... I, I can't get enough of this song. I mean, you've heard it a lot. Yeah. I mean, so you don't need to sit here and play repeat. You've heard it. But, man, if someone played it twice in a row, I wouldn't stop them, dude. <laughs> For sure. Hey, did you, did you know that the album Revenge was dedicated to Eric Carr? I think I did know that. I did know that. I think when I was uh, reading some stuff that I did know that it was dedicated this to Eric Carr. This is the Carr, 16th studio album of Kiss. And this is the first official album that Eric Singer um, joined the band and uh, played on. Um, and you know Eric Singer who, before Kiss, he played in a lot of bands, dude. He yes, played, he did. He played in a lot. I mean, he played with... Black Sabbath. Yep. He played with Alice Cooper Band. Yep. Lita Ford. Yep. Of course, Badlands, which we is the l- band we 
fucking love. Badlands is killer, dude. Is, Jakey you know, Lee is phenom. Uh, he played with Brian May and Gary Moore. Yep. And he also played in the Paul Stanley solo band. I'm when, glad you said that. Uh, when he was touring. Yeah. I mean, overall, yep. Eric Singer has played on 75 different albums, 11 different EPs. But, I mean, he's a well-established Drummer and, and still he, in the band, and he, yeah, of course, for, still for in a the quick band. stint where Peter Chris came back for a quick little couple years, yeah. but besides that, he's been in the band since now. But I mean, he's he's a regular there, he's been there, he's been a good staple, he fit right in with the guys, and he just kicks some ass, man. I, I totally love it, man. Yeah, um, since I love Domino, I want to add a little bit more. Did you you know, can talk about it as much as you want? Did you know that there's some background singing on uh, vocals on this album? I do know there is. So do you know who they are? Well, let me see what I got. You know what? You go ahead and tell us. Well, um, yeah, I, I see some people there. If you're talking about... I don't, go ahead. I'm talking about from Black and Blue, who Gene uh, produced, mm-hmm. uh, Tommy Thayer, which is now Ace Freely in Kiss, and Jamie St. James, who yep. was, of course, a singer of Black and Blue, Freight Train Jane, Warrant. He did one album with Warrant. Um, and, you know, he's, he does some background vocals, along with a guy named Jesse Damon, uh, I think he's probably a good friend of theirs, and Jesse Damon uh, does a song or co-wrote co-wrote a song with Paul, uh, if I'm correct. Yeah, no, with Gene Simmons. I'm sorry, with Gene Simmons, and that's coming up pretty soon. So that was some of the background yeah, vocals dude. on that one. If you guys are gonna check out one album from the from the the, the, the makeup free era, I I say listen to this one. This one is killer, dude. We're just going to go right into uh, Heart of Chrome, which is number seven, the next song. But I think this one not only really shows how different they were from their 70s, even their 80s, and, and going forward, um, it's very accessible. I think there's a, a, enough variety to please everybody um, and probably enough variety to maybe turn some people away, I guess, if you can put it that way. But, man, I, I thought this album was great. And it did turn it. it I love it. I love this album. Okay, great. Um, as far as Kiss is concerned, this might be my favorite one. Wow. Um, like I said, dude, I'm not a huge fan of their stuff from the 70s. I think it's, I think everybody thinks it's heavy, but it's not. It's kind of soft. No, it's really not. It's, 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 it's very, it's, it's like bubble wrap rock. I think when, I guess if I you, think put when it that you way. look at them and you see the makeup and you see that, you think it's heavy. Just It's just like... Would what you see from black metal or or yeah something like that? You see these black metal artists and they're all in black and white paint, yeah. and you're like, and you hear the music, you're like, oh my god! All you hear is screaming and all you hear is high, dark vocals, and and then you think Kiss is gonna be that way, and they're not, you know. And yeah, and then you, and then you hear, yeah, it's the '70s, man. Now, don't get me wrong, I hear people shouting at me out there in in, in podcast land. Yes. Uh, a, a God of Thunder, War Machine, yes. That fits Gene's makeup perfectly, yes. There were songs, yes. Yes. But for the majority of it, it didn't really fit. The, the, but they were larger than life, and that was their image, and that's what they did. Let's look at this. This is Heart of Chrome. Uh, Vinnie Vincent again here. Right. Sing, uh, another, writing. Another writing career, along with Paul Stanley and Bob er- Ezrin. Yep. You know, they, they kind of did it, man. That's, hey. That sounds good. And you know, Bob does a lot. Bob does what? One, two, three, four, about four songs from mm-hmm. this album. He had his hand in there. I think he produced it too, right? Yep. And there was a lot of controversy, as you know. He, as well, not a controversy, but 
questioning of why are they bringing him back in the fold. Yes, he did the destroyer. Did he do destroyer? I think it was destroyer. Destroyer. I can't remember if it was destroyer dynasty. He was a producer, but he also did the elder produced on that, which is a huge flop. So people were like, why are you bringing him back? It was more of like, um, he understood the band. It was a comfort thing. They wanted him back because they kind of knew what Kiss was all about and brought him back into the fold to really kind of bring a lot of the best out of them, hoping to harken back to those Destroyer days. He did great great on this album. I heard he maybe had some substance or alcohol problems, but he finally was clear-headed, clean, and everything. Clear-headed on this album. Magic. Love you it. Bring, bring me to the next album. Bring me, sorry, bring, bring me next the next album, album. Chris. Let's go. Uh, this is uh, 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 I probably one of the deep cuts that I love. It's called uh, Thou Shall Not. And this is definitely one of Gene's, you know, uh, I don't know, just the way he so- song sings. This is Gene and also, uh, I told you, the backup singer, Jesse Damon. This is also Gene and Jesse Damon's songwriting skills on this song, which I think is great. You know, Gene sounds like he's... His usual business. This time he's not talking about sex and girls, but he's talking about destruction, evil, shit like that. You know, that kind of goes through. Sounds good, man. I love it. I think this is a great song. I do too. You hit it all right there. One of the great deep cuts on this song. Uh, Thou shalt not love it, dude. Gene is really hitting his... Like I said, dude, on this album, his vocals fit it like a glove. (laughs) Love it, dude. I, I I love it. I I think it's great, and like I said, it's just it, it really fits a Gene feel to that man. I think this is a great rocking song. If you haven't heard it, please take a listen. Uh, of course, in the headphones, you can hear all the craziness. And then if Chris wants to bring me to the next song, which is going to be the love and tender moment from this album, but to me, it works. Oh yeah. The the ballad from this album. Every time I look at you, um, Paul Stanley, Bob Ezrin, hit it out of the park for me for this one. And Gene done before. Paul's, you know, getting a grand slam for me because I think this is a kick-ass song. Yeah, I think this is a great song. Um, I didn't really remember this song ever. I know it was released as the last single in 92. That's mm-hmm. what you know my information is telling me. I don't have a specific date. But I don't remember hearing this song ever on the radio or seeing a video on MTV. I don't even think there was a video or anything like that. And if you weren't having a video on MTV, you weren't having anything, at least not this stuff. I mean, you just weren't, I mean, this was, there was still stuff was out. Uh, you know, these bands were still Mm -hmm. on MTV. You know, this is kind of the, where you'd get a Nirvana video, then a, like a, uh, Def Leppard video, then a Kiss video, then an Alice in Chains video. You know, ugly kid, Joe, you'd get, those were all kind of mashing together on headbangers ball at this point. Um, but this, I think this is really well written. I think this is his best song on this album. Yeah. Um, it sounds and is sung like it's right from the heart. It really, I don't know if he's thinking about someone specifically. I don't know the background on this song. I probably should look it up, but it sounds like he's really writing about somebody specific. That's just how this song hits me. It's like, this isn't just for everybody. Oh, play this when you're looking at someone you love. He's writing this about someone or something or I don't know, but he knows what he's writing it about. That's how that's how well this song comes across to me. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. 
Can't get enough. Yeah. Uh, like I said, thank you, Chris. That was a great uh, uh, saying about Paul. Uh, you know, this is killer. He has a lot of. I like his style in in ballads. He does have a lot of passion, a lot of soul. And you're right. This is one of the, the better ones. There was another one on Creatures of the Night, which I love. It's called I Still Love You, uh, which Vinnie Vincent did have a, a take on that one. Yeah. Um, but once again, this was just killer. It yeah. feels good. Acoustic. There's a little bit of piano, a little bit of probably like a 12-string bass. It's just, it's there. It's all in there, and it sounds good. So if you want to move on, that's great. Cause I, I do. Think this is a great song. This is killer right here, dude. Paralyzed. Gene Simmons and Bob Ezrin, man. Yeah. Once again, um, he's in. He's sprinkled in all over the place on this one. Ezrin yeah. is. I like yeah. that. This is a great song right here, dude. I love it, dude. Yeah, this is killer. This is definitely good uh, in that sense and stuff like that, man. Yeah, they're speeding it up a little bit. Um, Great little stop and go with the guitar playing. Kolick is killing it. Gene Simmons' voice. I've already said everything I need to say about it. Um, that's. It. I don't have anything else no, to say. You know it, what? I, I want to say probably Bruce was definitely uh, the secret ingredient for this album. Where you know him, him being in the band really, uh, he shined. And he, a and lot he had on been in song. the band, I think, since the album after um, Animal. Was he? No, not Animalized. That was St. James, right? Or, yeah, or, St. James. Uh, uh, so he was in the one after that. All I in the remember. shade. All no, the one before that. Crazy nights. Yeah, maybe before that. Asylum is the one he he yeah. started with. There the we band. go. That's what, so he'd been there for like this is his so fourth this is album. his fourth album. But he, through all of those albums, was never someone that anybody ever talked about. He was a Correct. secret ingredient in all those albums. Everybody knew Paul and Gene. Everybody knew how great Eric Carr was. Everybody knew that shit. Nobody knew. Like the only one to acknowledge the greatness that is Bruce Kolick, and I am here today to acknowledge the greatness that is Bruce Kolick through this whole Kiss era, dude. Amazing, amazing guitar playing. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, without makeup, he really, he really did shine. I, yeah. I agree with you on, on this kind of stuff, man. He did do that. You ready to go, dude? Yeah, definitely. Damn, Paul. That is Paul at his greatest slash worst. <laughs> I don't no, know. man, he's dude. He's, this, is, this is amazing. This is up Kiss's fucking alley. Well, they're they want to tell you something like I just wanna what what? I didn't say the word because I'm gonna edit, but I'm gonna say something different. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. You know, you're thinking in your head. Oh, they're gonna say fuck. No, they don't. Now yeah. it's forget. Yeah. Oh shit! You know, uh, and Paul they Stanley always, always and Vinnie Vincent yep. had his hand in songwriting credits. There you go. Jesus Christ, Vinnie, he's still he's still doing pretty good with them. Um, but I I love this because it it sounds for censorship they did the right way. I just wanna forget you. Yeah. It's just like, forget you. And, <laughs> and it's almost like you could take it like I just wanna fu. I just wanna fu. And then again, I want to fuck. And then I want to forget you. <laughs> Maybe that's kind of what they meant. Dude, yes, exactly. The, who knows? When it comes to songs from them about like sexual themes and sexual things, 
Who knows what's going through the demon's head and the star child? They are absolutely out of their minds when it comes to these songs about sex. They're like, how can we say this without saying it? But everybody knows exactly what we're saying. And they get it just right 90% of the time. Dude. Yeah. It's great. Exactly. That That's a fun way of saying it. And, you know, another video, fun. I think they have girls on this dancing you know, or they're fooling around with them or some shit like mm-hmm. that. They're, you know, hey, we're going to we're going to be playing live and then have these girls dance around us. Yeah. Hairy chest. <laughs> sweaters hanging out. Wearing tank tops <laughs> over our sweaters. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. That's good. That's yeah, good. This right is there. a great single. It's a great fun. Um, I, I like it, dude. I, I, I think it was fun. It's just usual kiss stuff for me that. I absolutely love Nice little breakdown, little vocal breakdown right here. Yeah. Is Pucker doing the rap? Hey, man, why don't you come over here and sit on my lap? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, this, this is quintessential right here. Quintessential. You know what? This is, unfortunately, our second to last track. We only have one more track left to go on this album. You ready? Yes. This is track 12. This is Car Jam, 1981. So this is a drum solo thing. I don't know. I don't originally remember. You can probably correct me. It was either Vinnie Vincent or Ace Frehley's guitar was over this originally, and then they replaced it with Bruce Kulick's. Uh Ace Frehley. Ace Frehley. So it was a, you know, Eric Carr's just kind of a tribute to him. Let's put his little guitar, uh, drum solo here on the end. Yeah. It's great. I love it, a little two and a half minutes. So that's all we got left in the show. So I'm just going to let you guys know this. You can get a hold of us at bigtalkcg.podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Bigtalkcg at gmail.com. Facebook and YouTube. Listen to that. Uh, Facebook and YouTube, just look up the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. You can also go to Twitter at bigtalkcg. Hit our Instagram bio. Linktree, everywhere you can see us, hear us. Let's go, baby. Love it. Listen to those drums. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, once again, thanks, guys. Uh, thank you, Chris, for indulging me on one of my favorite bands of all time, which is Kiss. Uh, yes, there's probably two or three different versions of Kiss. This version of Kiss, which is absolutely great, um, unmasked, you know, no makeup, no fills, no thrills, just them and rocking and rolling. Um, I love it. Thank you for going on the ride with us. Thank you, Nation, for going on the ride with us. This is Greg from the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. See ya! (laughs) (laughs) Take care, guys. (laughs) Listen to that. That's how I play the drums. When I'm playing the drums. Are you playing Babango or what? Playing the drum. Oh, wait. I didn't mean drive. Something else. <laughs> <laughs> Love it.